Hello, this is Carla Cargill of The Financial Truth with Carla Cargill. Real talk. No BS allowed. Today, let's talk about economic equality. Let's talk about some statistics that we should scratch our head and say, hmm, what is that about? First statistical thought I want us to ponder. Why is it that the poorest states in the United States of America, and this is not me talking, I am not using my personal description. This is strictly based on statistical data acquired through the census. So with that said, statistically speaking, the South is the most heavily populated area of the United States of Blacks, African-Americans, and also, that is where the poorest states in the United States of America are located. Is there some correlation there? Is that by coincidence? Is that by design? Hmm. We should scratch our heads and say, huh, what's that about? Another whom to think about. Blacks have been, and let me rephrase that. Home ownership by blacks, African Americans, are the lowest homeowners by capita in the United States. Decade after decade after decade. 20th century, 21st century thus far. There has not been a real shift in the data from one century to the next. It's been consistent. Blacks have owned the less number of homes than any other race in the United States. We have to scratch our heads and say, hmm, what is that about? Also, something that we should scratch our heads about. Here recently, we are in the election uh, process uh, a lot of campaigns are going on, and here recently there was uh, some coverage uh, in one of the southern states. And just to get to the point, the sound bites in the media were clear. Without the African American vote, without the black vote, whoever is going to get the Democratic nomination can't get it without the black vote. Huh. We have to scratch our heads and say, what is that about? 
Because when I think about that, if we're needed to vote them in, can we depend on the people that we vote in and empower and equip them to have the political power, the governmental power, the power to set laws and uh, change how life is lived to a certain extent? Do they vote on our behalf when they get in office? I'm not saying neither way or the other. I'm not, this is not about any specific politician or any specific candidate or party for that matter. These are just thoughts for us to scratch our heads and say, hmm, what is that about? The bottom line is, if we want to do better, have more, be wealthy, achieve more, have generations that come behind us to have greater than what we have and raise that level from being consistently the lowest on the totem pole, then we can't sit back and expect for someone else to make that happen for us. We can't sit back and point the finger at anyone and say, well, they didn't help us, or we haven't uh, been given uh, a chance. Ultimately, we have to see ourselves the way we want others to see us. It's kind of like, you know, when you date or if you're married or in a committed relationship, you know, the old cliche is if you want people to love you, then you have to love yourself. Love yourself the way you want to be loved. So we have to respect ourselves the way we want to be respected. We have to see ourselves the way we want to be seen. We have to raise ourselves up in the manner we, in which we want others to raise us up. So let's do what we have to do and look at ourselves and say, we are more than a body of people that are black, African-Americans. We have green power. We have economic power. We have political power. We have spiritual power. And let's operate in the capacity in which we know that we can be, do, and have all things. I'm Carla Cargill of The Financial Truth with Carla Cargill. Real talk, no BS allowed.
and wealth is for all.